0: Matthew chapter 8. When he came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. Immediately, he was cured of his leprosy. Then Jesus said to him, See that you don't tell anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest and offer the gift Moses commanded as a testimony to them. When Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him asking for help. Lord, he said, My servant lies at home, paralysed and in terrible suffering. Jesus said to him, I will go and heal him. The centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority, with soldiers under me, and I tell this one, go and he goes, and that one, come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was astonished and said to those following him, I tell you the truth, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. I say to you that many will come from the east and the west, and will take their places at the feast with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the subjects of the kingdom will be thrown outside, into the darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go, it will be done just as you believed it would. And his servant was healed at that very hour. and carried our diseases. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Thank you, Phil. Morning, everyone. Let's pray. Phil's already prayed, but let's pray. Uh, Gracious Father, please help us to hear, understand, to know, to be what you ask us to be, expand our horizons give us new insights teach us and correct us and help me and keep me from error we pray in Jesus name amen well we've finished the Sermon on the Mount you've missed how are you you've missed the Sermon on the Mount yeah just this time We've uh, just finished the service, sorry Rhonda, sorry to pick you out, that is sort of, I don't see, the, uh, we were finally over the service of the man, we're finally out of it, it's a long one and we're here into this next section which runs from chapter 8 verse 1 to 9 verse 35, in that time you will find the major word, the key word will be follow. It happens, it occurs, the word follow occurs twice in today's reading, but in the reading of the section from 8, chapter 1 through to 9, 35, you'll find the word follow nine times. That's a lot. There's a real sense of that is a theme that's running through this whole section. Many are called and who will follow? In this section Jesus' full power over disease, demons and death is on display and it affirms that the messianic age, that the kingdom of God has arrived. Verse 17, Jesus the servant of Isaiah 53 is here and he takes up our infirmities and bears our diseases. And so we get three healings which demonstrate that. Firstly, a man with leprosy who is an outsider. Jesus came from the mountainside and large crowds followed him. As That's one of your followers. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand, touched the man, I am willing, he said, be clean. Immediately he was cleaned of his leprosy. Jesus said to him, see that you tell, don't tell anyone, but go show yourself to the priest to offer the gift Moses commanded as a testimony to them. The man is described by his health condition. That's the only way we know him. And Jesus encounters him as a leper. Now, every society has treated a leper as an outsider. As someone who you have away from society. And one of the themes of all three healings is that Jesus goes to those who are marginalised who are on the edge of society, outside of society's concern, sometimes out of sight, out of mind. Leviticus 13 and 14 and Numbers 5 strongly associates this condition with being unclean, but it also associates it with death. Literally, this man is dead and when jesus comes to him he has words and the word jesus replies in exactly the same term lord if you are willing you can make me clean there is a man who is willing to ask we have heard that verse haven't we ask and you will receive seek and you will find Knock, and the door will be opened to you. In comes the man who approaches him. And Jesus replies in the same terms he is asked. Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Jesus says, I am willing. Be clean. 2 Kings 5. Do you remember the story of Naaman? Anyone remember Naaman? Naaman. It's always a trick to know how to spell Naaman, N-double-A. I think that's quite a trick, N-double-A-M-A-N, Naaman. He obeys the words of the prophet Elisha when he is told what to do. But I wonder if you remember how that happens. The man is sent with a letter to the king of Israel. Who reads the letter? Does anyone remember what happens when he reads the letter? Wayne? He's quite disturbed. usually people disturb what well, I say but in this case he's disturbed with getting it. Why is he disturbed? He can't help, he can't help. <laughs> and he literally says who am I? God By inference and the king though he's not a good king make sure we know and the these two kings make sure we know only God heals so that when naaman eventually goes to elisha and hears what he and does what he says though he's not that keen to do it he is healed the Lord has healed him and that's what's happening in two kings five and that's what's happening here Jesus can heal the man the man comes to jesus and jesus does that thing which no one else will do he touches him he is an untouchable so to speak and yet jesus touches him unheard of he touches him and just with a command and because he is willing the man is clean the result is immediate. And Matthew focuses on that. Jesus has authority over disease. Jesus reaches out to the marginalized, to those who no one will go to, and he is bringing him in. God is on the move. The kingdom of heaven is here that all may come in. It's a familiar theme, which you are familiar with. He tells the man to go show himself, to not tell anyone, and to go show himself to the priests and offer the gift of Moses. Probably not a testimony against them, but a testimony to them. I'm tempted to say against them because of my bias, but I don't think that's here. I don't want to tend to say teachers and preachers and. Uh, i grind my teeth a bit, you know, those people, the Pharisees, I don't know that that's here, maybe it is, I think it's just a testimony to them, because it's presumably when the priest he comes, the priest will write him a certificate, why, you say, because he is now clean, he has been unclean, and he could not come to the temple to worship, excluded from God, Now he come, he will get a certificate, and that certificate will be a testimony to them and the people. The law itself will declare that Jesus has come, God has come in power, and then presumably he will be free to talk. Secondly, a centurion comes. Does everyone know the story of the centurion? One of our favourite stories, I think. What do you like about the story of the centurion? Verses 5 to to 13. He's a Roman that believes. believes. Yes, he is. It's a famous story. I think we usually tell it a lot in Sunday school. We do it as children's talks. Did we do it today? We did. I knew we would. I was hoping we did. Jesus comes. The centurion asks, Lord, my servant lies at home paralyzed, suffering terribly. Jesus says to him, drawing out the next next word, I think, shall I come and heal him? The centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come. Say the word and my servant will be healed. It's quite amazing, isn't it? I tell this one, go, and he goes. That one, come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. all those who are parents, imagine that. Imagine having a family at home where you'd say, do this, and they do. Imagine that. Clean your room and it happens. I don't know anyone who really has this power. It's actually quite striking when you think of it. But the centurion and the Roman army, this is done. I say, go and boy, they better go. I say, come, they will come. I say, do this, it will be done. And he puts that certainty with Jesus being able to heal his servant at home. Notice this story before us, Jesus touches. And you might think, well, maybe he has to touch. No, he doesn't have to. His word is enough. Jesus points that out. Truly, I tell you, one of those formulas of saying this is... Amazing and certain, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. That's a huge statement, isn't it? Imagine you could say, there is. I haven't found anyone in the Blue Mountains except that guy over there or that woman over there or that child over there with that faith. You can't imagine saying that of anyone. Jesus comes to this man and he declares I have not found anyone in the people who are meant to have faith. I've not found anyone with faith like this. Incredible. I say to you, many will come from the east, east and the west. I shouldn't try to point. I really have no idea what I'm doing. And this will take place, take their places at the feast with Abraham, Isaac, And Jacob the Trinity so to speak Abraham Isaac and Jacob the people of God's Israel he's saying here is this man with this faith it's a great indication as I'm saying the kingdom of heaven has arrived it has come in me and the people who are coming from the world will come from the east From the west, from forever. And they will come and take their place. Verse 12 is again against the teachers of the law, the Pharisees, etc., etc. The subjects of the kingdom will be thrown outside. And then it uses that formula that shows what's happening. Into the darkness, where there will be weeping And gnashing of teeth. Jesus says. People are coming. Because I am here. The faith of the centurion. Which is amazing. And we all amazed by it. And tell that story. And love it. Jesus says. It is amazing. Notice he says. I do not deserve. In verse 8. I do not deserve. To have you come he knows his place he knows he is unworthy we are unworthy I am unworthy all people are unworthy but Jesus says I am willing just say the word ask ask and you will receive seek and you will find his request is humble direct and simple doesn't come up with any great formulas doesn't have a degree doesn't need one Jesus words tell us how well this faith is exercised like the leper This man is also, as a Roman, hated and excluded. But Jesus compassionately includes him and heralds that he is a sign and and his faith is an indication that the Messianic age is here. The last days have started where they will make their way and stream to the God who invites them and the heals his servant thirdly we get on to Peter's mother-in-law in in verses 14 to 15 Jesus again reaches out to someone who is actually excluded in a way from the covenant of God Peter's mother-in-law yes I know what you're saying Peter's mother-in-law I know what you're thinking hold on this is the first pope isn't it he wouldn't be married He couldn't have a mother-in-law. I've been married twice. I've got two mother-in-laws. That means Peter was married as well. Isn't that strange? Maybe it's pointing to the many errors of uh, certain denominations and nonsense. But anyway, it says here, When Jesus came into Peter's house, he saw Peter's mother-in-law lying in bed with a fever. He touched her hand and the fever left her and she got up and began to wait on him. The way the society is ordered, women are not fully included in the covenant. They are not on the, you realize that the temple is divided and there is a section for women, but they are not in the next section. Jesus is actually breaking a convention of the day. And again, he does it by, with a touch. He did it with the leper. He does it with Peter's mother-in-law and he heals her. He includes her in God's kingdom and he returns her to the society which she is unable to take place. Jesus has full command over sickness and illness and we'll find also the demons in verses 16 to 17 when many... Come and then the reason for it. Evening came when many who were demon possessed were brought to him, and he drove out the spirits with a word and healed all the sick. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took up our infirmities and bore our diseases. Again, Jesus reaches out to those who are excluded, they are on the fringes. Of society I don't know about you but people don't really love having the demon possessed hanging around they would not be welcomed they would not be able to be a part of society they certainly wouldn't be able to worship the Lord their God many who were demon possessed were brought to him and he drove out those spirits with a word he also Many were brought to heal, and he healed them. Jesus' reputation is gathering pace. People are coming, and many is quite a big word. I don't know how many is many. Does anyone know how many many is? I don't know, but it's more than a few. Many could be lots. Jesus has command over evil spirits. He has command over sickness and disease, Because the one whom Isaiah had talked about is here, the servant who is the Messiah. Now, Matthew now specifically in this passage links Isaiah 53, which is the servant who suffers and brings his people to God. He links that with what's happening in the Messianic age. There were two figures in Isaiah which the the teachers of the law and the Pharisees struggled, two figures in Isaiah, they struggled to bring together. The one who had the messianic age, triumph, and all things the world would come to him, and the figure of the suffering servant. In Matthew, he brings them together and firmly ties them together That we might know and understand that the suffering servant of Isaiah 53, the one who takes up our illnesses, bears our infirmities and our diseases, is here in the person of Jesus. The one who says the kingdom of heaven is here. Repent and come. The one whom the world will come to. The two figures become one. Because that servant will give his life, as Isaiah 53 points out, he will give his life that we might know life, that the world might know the saving message of Jesus and that the marginalised, the outsiders, including us, will be brought near. Now I don't know the history of everyone here, But if you aren't from a Jewish background, you're like me. We were the outsiders. We were the marginalized. We were the lost. We were like the Roman centurion in that we were not people of the covenant. But God reached out to us and brought us near. Look around. This is evidence. Everyone you look at here probably, is evidence that the fact that this message has come, the Messianic age is here in power, that God's spirit is at work in drawing his people to himself. Jesus has come to save the marginalized and the lost. We should support that work between the marginalized and the lost, for it is a sign of the kingdom of God. We as humans are to realize that we're all lost. I was lost. What's the next line? I was once lost, but now I'm found. And that can be, I trust and I know as I look around, it's your testimony too. We're all undeserving, just as the centurion knew. But he also knew, that other verse... That Jesus said, ask and you will receive. These are the people of the kingdom of heaven. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. When we do that, no matter who you are, how undeserving you may think you are, Jesus says, I am willing. Let's pray. Gracious Father, we thank you of your grace and mercy. We rejoice in your love and in your greatness. For great is your love for us who are lost. Great is your love for those who are marginalized. We pray in our society for all those who are marginalized we ask, Lord, that we might have a great concern for them. We pray, Lord, for them, that they might find inclusion in you and might find grace and hope. Lord, help us to be people of grace and hope. Help us to care for the marginalised, for those who are suffering, for those who in sickness, for those who are separated because of what they face Lord we thank you that when we were in need Jesus came he bore our infirmities he took up our diseases and in himself he has brought us healing and strength Lord we pray that we might find life thank you that, Lord, you have brought us to yourself. Thank you that we are part of that world that was streaming and is streaming to the risen Saviour. Thank you in Jesus those two figures are together. The King of all glory, whom the world will come to worship and have to answer to, and the suffering servant who came and gave his life, To bring his people to himself. Lord we praise you and thank you. Worship you. And we ask and pray that Lord your spirit would go into our world. To the families we love. To the friends we have. To our communities. To this nation. And to this world we pray. In Jesus
0: name. Amen.